California lawmakers will outlaw stealthing, also known as removing the condom. The Pope sends 15,000 ice creams to prisoners. And a young rapper's $24 million diamond was ripped out of his head at a show. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy. I have some weird stories from around the world. I'm going to try to make them hilarious. We'll see how it goes, okay? If anything, it'll be weird. California is moving to outlaw something called stealthing, also known as removing the condom without telling the other party or parties involved. California lawmakers moved to make the state the very first in all the land to outlaw stealthing, which is taking off a condom without permission during intercourse. Yes, you must ask for permission. May I please take off the condom, your highness, please? It would feel so much better for my my whole experience if I could just remove the condom, please. Well, Will you give the removal of the condom your blessing? Yeah, you have to ask. A lot of people don't ask. Of course, I've heard of this before. I didn't know it had a name. Stealthing. I had no idea. Have you heard of this before? I didn't know that was what it's called. Well, they're taking this very seriously in my state. They want to protect people from such shenanigans, such tomfoolery, such chicanery, which can lead to all sorts of fallout. You know what that can be. Lots of fallout, like uh, STDs and or a baby. That could be the fallout. So legislators sent a bill over on Tuesday adding this act to the state's civil definition of sexual battery. It makes it illegal to remove the condom without obtaining verbal consent. So pretty much you're going to have to record all of your interactions from here on out on video or audio. (laughs) Or just carry around a permission slip. I don't know. How do you protect yourself from this? It, It becomes a game of he said, she said when you're dealing with stuff like this. This says it doesn't change the criminal code. Instead, it would amend the civil code so that a victim could sue the perpetrator for some damages, including punitive damages. Now we have a Democrat assembly person, Christina. She's been pushing for the legislation since 2017 when a Yale University study said acts of stealthing were increasing against both women and gay men. Her original bill attempted to make this an actual crime. But legislative analysts say at the time that the act could already be considered misdemeanor sexual battery, even if it isn't specifically referenced in the criminal code. But the analysts said it is rarely prosecuted, if only because of the difficulty in proving that a perpetrator acted intentionally instead of accidentally. Uh, Yeah, what if the condom breaks? Is that stealthing now? It's it's stealthing, but not on purpose. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a very tricky situation, and when you... When you start to have to put parameters around it as far as legalities go, it's a nightmare. It's a, a complete nightmare. He said, she said, and uh, you need witnesses, man. I'm just gonna. You're just gonna have to record all of your your instances of sexual encounters. It's just what you're gonna have to do. All of us are gonna have to have our own little little porn channel. Just it's porn protection. It's protection. I mean, you may watch it for other reasons later on, but basically it's there for protection. Legal protection. The bill has quite a bit of support, especially from the erotic service providers, which say that this could allow sex workers to sue clients who remove condoms during otherwise consensual sex. But then there's the part where you now have to tell the world you're a sex worker, and do you have like rights like that? I mean, I live in a country where it's really not legal to be a sex worker. So this is another nightmare situation. And sex workers do need protection, such as this law. 
so that they can sue clients who do this. I mean, I'm glad that it's it might happen this way, but also, what about the sex workers just you know being legal as well? I mean, this is a whole issue that we've had in the culture for a long time. But I am uh, I'm, I'm certainly pro legality of sex workers. Uh, I mean, I feel like you should be able to you know if all parties are consenting, then you should be able to have whatever kind of sexual experience that you want in the world. Uh, you know, as long as no one's harmed in the process of this. Uh, and I believe you should be able to take pretty much any chemical you want in the privacy of your own home, as long as no one's being harmed by it. You know, I'm all about freedom here, is what I'm all about. You should be able to do whatever the hell you want with your body and your mind, and no one should be able to tell you otherwise. So, you guys probably don't agree with that, some of you. But at least you could call call me and uh, tell me what you think about the uh, the whole stealthing law. That's pretty crazy. Um I'm glad we're kind of moving in this direction, though, because um, people need protection, uh, figuratively and literally. Uh, so call the show, 646-450-2012. The Pope sends 15,000 ice creams to Rome prisoners. Oh, I wonder why. Were they behaved this year? Or is it just too hot? And the Pope gives a damn. He's Pope, man. What a nice guy. It says, prisoners cool down during the summer with gelato from the Pope. Pope Francis sent over 10,000 ice creams to prisoners in two jails in Rome, the Vatican announced. This is occurring during Italy's record hot summer. Ooh, they're burning up. We're all burning up over here. We all need some gelato. The Pope's charity office said, quote, they did not go on vacation in these summer months. We've been sending vast amounts of gelato to Roman prisons. Yes. Uh, two prisons that are located just on the outskirts of the capital. This is keeping to an annual tradition, the Vatican Charity Office says. They also take small groups of homeless people or those housed in shelters to a lake or to the beach or to the sea for an afternoon of relaxation and a dinner in a pizzeria. Wow, this is fabulous. They take homeless people and uh, people living in shelters to the, to the beach and then out for a pie. Man, they're really taking care of their homeless people over there. Not like in my country, which is... <laughs> the churches step over you. The, the churches over here, they're just like, get off our doorstep. <laughs> Wait, I thought churches were supposed to help the downtrodden, feed the homeless, clothe the hungry. Yeah, not in America. <laughs> We've gone beyond that. Now, keeping to their annual traditional charity work, the Vatican also took small groups of homeless people and those living in shelters to the beach and to the lake. And then for an afternoon of relaxation and a dinner in a pizzeria. Wow, isn't that incredible? <laughs> they really get down and dirty with the, with the downtrodden over there in Italy and help them out. Get them a pizza, bring them to the beach. This is lovely. I, I, I don't see that sort of thing happening, happening in, over here. Then again, we just have too many. There's 40,000 homeless people in L.A. alone. You can't take them all to the pizzeria, man. You just you'll go bankrupt. Now the Pope Francis really gives a damn, and um, under his jurisdiction, the Vatican has played an increasing role in helping the city's poor by providing medical facilities and showers installed for the homeless at St. Peter's Square. Isn't that nice? They've even offered free COVID tests and vaccinations to the poor as well. They really take care of their poor over there in Italy. This is lovely to hear. And the, the, that, you know, the Pope and the Vatican are heavily involved in this. They're using their resources to do so. Because I've heard they have a lot of resources. 
I heard it's a very wealthy little city over there. And uh, so it's nice to see that they give back like that. After all, aren't these the basic tenets of Christianity to feed the hungry, clothe the poor, and, and help the downtrodden? And I just love to see that in 2021. You know, Sometimes I wonder, have we forgotten those basic values? No, no, we haven't. Look at Pope Francis go. He's a super pope. Big fan of Pope Francis. I think he listens to the podcast. Pope, shout out to you, buddy. And uh, I'd like some gelato. I'm really, I'm really sweating in this closet, buddy. A rapper had a $24 million diamond ripped out of his head in public. The mystery of little Uzi Vert's $24 million forehead diamond has been solved. The 26-year-old rapper revealed that his pricey diamond bling was ripped out of his forehead when he dove into a crowd at a Rolling Loud concert in July. Uh, here's a quote from this guy, Lil Uzi. I don't, I don't know who this is. I'm not cool, apparently. And I should uh, probably try to be cool by listening to the music of, a, of an idiot that puts a $24 million diamond in his forehead. I mean, this guy's just a, a, a buffoon, clearly. Here's a quote from him. I had a show at Rolling Loud. I jumped into the crowd, you know, and while I was in the crowd, crowd surfing, they, you know, they kind of ripped out my diamond. Yeah. What are you doing with a $24 million diamond in your head, you jackass? I'm feeling good, though. I'm feeling good. I still have the diamond, so I feel good, you know? I feel good. Yeah, you shouldn't feel good about the quality of the brain inside your skull, sir. You're an idiot. You need to do something about that. You got to upgrade your head. I don't know if 24 million is enough for you to upgrade your smarts, buddy. Maybe go back to school. I don't know. What's sad is he's probably a role model to so many kids that now are putting little cubic zirconiums in, into their foreheads because <laughs> they can't afford a diamond. They're hoping to move up to the diamond someday. They're just they're putting little tiny little blings, just gluing them to their head, just tattooing them onto their skulls. <laughs> It says here, fans have been speculating that he had the gem removed because he was spotted without the diamond in his head, which is one of his his noteworthy traits, apparently. <laughs> uh, God, what kind of world is this? I'm just like, a $24 million diamond. The fact that he can afford a $24 million diamond, just shove it in his brain, into his face. Just That means he probably has like $124 million of personal wealth. It's just like, I don't even have $124. Like, what is going on here? What the hell, man? Is life this not fair that some idiot puts a $24 million? He, I mean, he deserved to lose that thing, man. I wish he just never recovered it. That's what he deserves, to never find the damn thing ever again. Learn your lesson, buddy. You're going to put expensive jewelry on your face and then go mingle, crowd surfing in a public, or go get a massage and then you lose it? Yeah, that's what you get. Oh, God, I'm so bitter that some dummy. I, and if I was to listen to his song, I'd be even more angry because I'm sure it's just terrible. It's just low-hanging fruit, lowest common denominator, brainless drivel. I'm sure that it is. I can just imagine. And yet, and yet, he's getting a gazillion times more downloads than Weird AF News. Of course, of course, because that's how life is. <sighs> it says Little Uzi, whose real name is... He's named after a weapon. Remember, we're rewarding this person in the culture. He's named after a submachine gun, and we're and he gets rewarded for this. So backwards. His real name is Symir Bizzle Woods. 
He first started tweeting about the diamond in January, revealing he'd spent years saving up so that he could buy it from his favorite jewelry designer, Elliot Eliante. So, wow, and then he tweeted about Imagine that sticking a $24 million diamond in your face and then tweeting about it, telling the whole world, Hey guys, if you're looking for a free 24 mil, just, just run by me when I'm at a concert and just, <laughs> you know what to do. You tell the world. That's how dumb he is. He says, this one stone costs so much. I've been paying for it since 2017. Oh, it was the first time I saw a real natural pink diamond. He poured all his resources into this diamond and then he plucked it into his forehead. <laughs> uh, it's almost 11 carats, this freaking thing. Wow. He told a fan that people will make fun of him for losing a ring more than they will for him implanting it in his head. He said he has no insurance on the diamond. No insurance. I mean, the levels of dumb you are, sir. Wow, I wish you lost that shit. I so wish you did. Man, people like this just deserve to get put through the ringer. Ah. Man, I'm eating bananas over here. Hello, 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 listeners and uh, fans of the show. Thanks for going the distance today with this episode. We're going to do the outro and I'm going to give thanks. Uh, I got an email from Tiffany who wrote, hey, Jonesy, here's an article submission. Also, not sure if anyone else noticed, but I listened to you on my Google Home and your podcast sounds crackly for about a month or so. I wonder if you changed the way that you process your audio or got a different microphone or something. Or maybe it's just my Google Home is going bad. Uh, just wondering. I still listen because I love it anyways. Haha, ha, thanks for your great funny break from the dismal world currently. Bye. I love that you use the word dismal. The dismal world. Yeah, it's been feeling like the world is dismal lately, isn't it? Hasn't it? I mean, oh man, a lot of fires, a lot of global warming, a lot of gunfire, a lot of... A lot of death. A lot of death. It's been, it feels like a crazy place right now, man. I'm so glad football season's here. This is going to be a lovely distraction for me. I'm telling you right now. We all need a distraction from this. I hope that my podcast provides that for some of you. I do. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased to hear from you, Tiffany, and I'm glad that my podcast offers a nice break for you from the mainstream news. It means a lot that you message me. I appreciate that. I'm so sorry about the quality. I haven't changed anything. I'm still recording with the same microphone. I have been for, I mean, going on five months now or something, and everything else is the same. Uh, I actually put out the question of who's having a hard time with the Google Home, and I got far more responses that say it's fine. So there's a, just a few of you that are just having an issue with it. Someone tried to help me out by saying that you need to go into you the actual settings and choose... Um, Choose some sort of uh, app to play the podcast on through the speakers. So if you leave it to default, I think it just chooses some random player itself. But you can go in and choose like Google Podcast or uh, Spotify to be the actual player of the episode through your uh, device, I believe. So maybe check that out and see if that works out. Um, this is only happening on the Google Home as well, so it's just... Something good to know. So if you're if you're a huge fan and you wanna you wanna hear it without the crackling, uh, I mean, just pull out your phone and just download the Google Podcast app and just play it on there. Or or I'm on Spotify. Play it through there. I'm sure you all have a Spotify. Just put in Weird AF News there and listen to it there. Um, it's just a it's just a solution for the meantime. Anyways, um, it'll play without being without crackling um, and all that. So I apologize, Tiffany, and thank you. But thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate that very much. You guys can you know write me for anything. You got a question. 
about the show, a suggestion, or you just want to give me a, a high five virtually, or you want to, you know, you want to critique it, or you want to tell me I'm terrible, or whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very open to hearing from hearing feedback from everybody. So my email is funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can send a message as Tiffany did through my website, weirdafnews.com. There's a little thing there that says, uh, submit an article, and you can click in there and send me an article and write a little message as well. It's loads of fun. Try it out. Go to weirdafnews.com. Uh, also, shout out to uh, TJ Thornton, who sent me a, uh, an article as well. TJ from the from the UK, I believe. So thanks for sending articles, guys. I appreciate that. Um, you can follow me, my personal Instagram, at Funny Jones, if you'd like to see what I got going on. Doing some shows in SoCal, for the most part. So if you happen to be out here, let me know. going to be in Hampt- uh, Hampton. Manhattan Beach tonight. Uh, I'm going to be in, uh, where am I? Friday. No, no, Saturday. What's the, up near Six Flags. What's, the, what's that area called? I can't remember. Up there where it's really hot, near Six Flags, that's where I'll be. Been driving all over the place, man. I was down at Long Beach last night. Just keeping busy, guys. Keeping busy. You got to go where the money is. Got to go for the cash, guys. Got to keep the lights on, baby, and the electricity running, and the podcast flowing, baby. Got to keep it flowing. Uh, if you want to call the show, you got the number. I love to hear feedback. Just I'm going to publish a call or two right after this, so stick around. Also, if you want to support the show, leave me a review. Leave me a review on Amazon or iTunes or join the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com. Okay, I love you. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. Uh, in regard to a couple of your stories from yesterday, uh, pizza being a good breakfast suit, food, Oh, I've joked for the longest time that pizza is the ideal food because it's got something from all the food groups. Let's start with the crust. Well, that's got something from the uh, bread and grain group, the pizza crust. That's because it's made from flour. You could use whole wheat flour. And then um, the pizza sauce, tomatoes, well, there's your fruit and vegetable group. And then you put some meat on it. There's your meat group. And then, of course, you've got uh, any kind of veggies that you put on it. There's your fruit and vegetable group again. And then, of course, the cheese on top. There's your dairy group. There you go. you got something from all of the major four food groups, the perfect food, pizza. And as far as being healthier than uh, a breakfast cereal, well, <laughs> you named Captain Crunch and Sugar Smacks and all these horrific foods that are nothing but sugar, you know, you don't have to choose a rotten sugar cereal like that. You can choose something that's, you know, halfway healthy for you, like Raisin Bran, you know, that's got some fruit in it and some uh, fibrous flakes. But, you know, Consumer Reports lists a, uh, a good number one cereal as uh, Bob's Red Mill Old Country Mueslix, which I admit would be certain death for you because it's got, you know, uh, pecans and almonds and other nut tree nuts in it, which would be, as I said, certain death for you. But it's loaded with whole grains, uh, rye and wheat and other good things that are just loaded with protein, as pizza would have protein. And uh, with the whole grains in there providing protein and the fruits, uh, which is raisins and, and cranberries and other good fruits, that'd be a great cereal for someone. And that would, you know, be better than the sugary cereals. Anyway, on your other story, 
they said pizza would provide satiety is the word you had trouble with, which means you feel sated or satisfied, giving you a feeling of fullness throughout your morning. And the other story that you did uh, had a country um, where the guy was stealing underwear, or maybe it was the one where the guy was named Adolf Hitler. The country is the African country, Namibia. <laughs> you were having trouble with that, and it is hard to say. It's Namibia, Namibia, bibbidi bobbidi boo. That's the best we can come up with. It's very hard to say. Namibia, N A M I B I A, Namibia. But I like the sound of Namibia, bobbidi boo. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye bye.